What's up, everybody? This is Mike Atkins from Nerds on Earth, and I am joined by... Adam Sims from Back Patio Network. And we're doing something a little different today. We, uh, I mean, obviously, hopefully, rather, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you are uh, current with all things My Hero, because uh, we are very spoiler-heavy, and if you're current, then you know that there is no My Hero Academia happening right now in the world. Unfortunately, man, I could really use some right now. Like, I genuinely miss watching the show so much. Have you gone back and rewatched any episodes? I haven't, and I think I'm going to start a rewatch through. Um, you know, it might be kind of fun just to revisit from the beginning, especially knowing how much we know now. You're so you're talking about watching everything from season one all the way through season four. Maybe I don't have a whole lot going on right now. I'm just pretty much sitting at the house, and I <laughs> I like to keep stuff on like when I work. So a lot of times I'll have a fourth monitor up at the house with you know some show on in the background, and this may be a good one to put on in the background. It's not, uh, you know, I, I, um, I struggle to watch anything that's serialized anyway. Like I tried watching, um, I tried watching recently. Oh, I tried to get into the Star Wars Clone Wars stuff because oh, I keep so hearing good. great things about it. Yeah, that's a great show. I know, but I just, I can't, I struggle really hard sitting down and just watching something straight through. Like with My Hero, it's, you know, an episode here, an episode there. Maybe if I'm cramming, it's both episodes on the same day. Um, but I, I don't know what it is about my brain. Just serialized, just binge watching something is not something my brain can handle. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's interesting because I have the opposite problem. Well, it's not a problem, but like for me, if I can't binge watch the show, I almost don't even want to watch it. Like if there's just one season, a lot of times I won't start it because I want to wait until there's like 70 hours worth to sit down and watch. So did you... Have you not watched The Mandalorian then? Oh gosh, it's killing me because so with The Mandalorian, we set up at work, we were going to do a weekly episode as kind of like a cultural thing, like a culture club thing. So we were going to sit down at work, we were going to order pizza for folks, have lunch and watch an episode of The Mandalorian. We got three episodes in and then everyone got quarantined. So I've been like itching because I, I promised the folks that I was watching it with, I'm like, all right, we won't watch any more. You know, I'll put it back on at work uh, whenever everything goes back to normal. So here we are two months later. Still no Mandalorian. Stuck on episode three. You're a better person than me. There's no way I would have kept that promise. Oh, it's killing me because I really want to watch it. It is so freaking good. Like every single moment I've been watching it, it's just been on the edge of my seat. I love it. Well, for Lucky, we will be able to return to work before season two drops. That would be nice. I don't know, but then I would have things to binge. So it would be more likely that I'd break my promise. You know, I haven't... In the absence of being able to watch anything serial, I have gotten in in this quarantining. Uh, I've picked video games back up a little bit with something. Oh, yeah. It was a hobby I'd kind of like fallen out of for a while. What have you been playing? I have been turned on to Path of Exile. Really? And it is consuming my life. I'm not going to lie Dude, about you it. need to hit up uh, Casey and Wes from uh, Rocks and Rune Lords. All they do is play Path of Exile now, I think. I did not know that, but yeah. I will uh, I will hit them up on Twitter and see if they want to join. I'm playing with um, a couple of folks on uh, Nerds on Earth in our Discord server as well, which nice. is pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I've been playing a little bit of gaming. I picked up the new Pokemon Sword, and I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Nerd. I know. I know. I'm a sucker for Pokemon, man. This is my first Pokemon game since, I think, Silver and Gold. So it's been a while. A lot's changed. Yeah. They... 
They have a Pokemon that is keys now. You missed some <laughs> super deep creativity on the right? pocket monster front. Yeah, no joke. Uh, but anyways, we're here for My Hero Academia. Uh, but that's where we've been. So we hope you guys have been doing okay, staying safe. Yeah, we thought we would do something just really completely different um, for this episode. We're actually going to do... Um, we've we've each invested in the My Hero Academia Smash manga, which is like this spin-off kind of parody gag a collection of um, usually three-panel comic strips that uh, are interspersed throughout... Um, this first volume is stuck in the first season. It's very early on in the show. And they're just like retellings, alternate takes on um, different scenes and scenarios. And it's just basically just goofy and sometimes pretty crass stuff involving the My Hero Academia cast and crew. It's great. Uh, they remind me of like old newspaper comic strips. Yeah, they're presented like that, um, except vertical, which is kind of interesting. It's It's like... You know, mangas read from back to front as from a Western perspective, and their comic strips run um, top to bottom instead of uh, side to side, which I thought was interesting. I did not know that. And I'd- perhaps that's just the format of this book and not like the cultural way that those things run in actual newspapers. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I've, I had this is the first experience I've had to like comic strips based off of a manga. I wonder if this is like the first time anyone's kind of done something like this too. I don't know. Um, Hirofumi Neta is the person who is credited for having written and uh, and drawn all these strips. And there's hundreds of these things inside the first volume. There's, you know, like four per open book page. And he, he prefaces the book with this. I thought this is the best way to just lead into these things, because it also serves as a little bit of a disclaimer about some of what you're going to hear Adam and I talking about. Um, he, he writes this on the inside of the manga. He says, this whole book is so crude that I practically die of embarrassment reading it. Hope you like it anyway. Uh, you know how movies sometimes play bloopers during the credits? This is kind of like that. So now you know what you're getting into if you're wholly unfamiliar with the My Hero Academia Smash um, concept. And what I thought we would do is uh, kind of give, I, I kind of challenged Adam to pick the 10 best strips from the first 10 chapters of this volume, which is about half of the content. So each of us, we're just going to popcorn back and forth, um, highlighting the concept of one of these strips until we each get to 10. And then we're going to do some casting at the end, like we usually do. Yeah. And I actually picked a handful of extras just in case we run into the same ones because we've not discussed which ones we picked. So I've actually got about 15 written down uh, and I highlighted my favorite 10. So we'll just see uh, if we have any that matched up. I'm interested in that because I feel like we have similar humor. A lot of the times we, we pick up on a lot of the same funny things. That is true. Um, so do you want to you want to start us off there, good buddy? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so the first one that I chose was one of the first uh, strips, actually, in the first chapter, and it was named Chance Encounter. And the, essentially, it's, it's funny because I believe it's Midoriya is getting attacked by that slime monster from the early, early episodes. And uh, he comes out of this little manhole grate and he starts to attack him. And All Might is like, don't worry, I'm here. And he pops out of the grate, but it's the wrong one. It's like three grates over and above the bridge. So Midoriya's in the background just getting choked out. <laughs> I don't know. That just that felt classic. Like it would be so All Might to overshoot, you know? Yeah, that one didn't make me laugh. And it's fun. That's one of the things I really appreciated about this volume is it's just these weird, like quirky, goofy, comedic alternate takes on these scenes that we're super familiar with. And one of the first ones that I picked um, was called, or your money back part two. Yeah. Uh, I like and that it, one. 
Yeah, it shows it just all it's there's two of them, obviously, part one and part two. I like the second one a little bit better, Um, but it is a kind of a a gag take on that scene that we saw so often, that heart wrenching scene of Deku watching All Might um, rescuing people from that fire and that YouTube video that he watched a billion times sitting in his room. Well, when the video ends in this comic strip, some ads pop up and in part two, he sees an ad for something called a quirk supplement. Uh, and then the the bottom uh, kind of panel of the uh, of the strip is uh, Inko Midoriya running through the house towards Deku, just yelling his name because somebody's at the door that is uh, holding a bill for two hundred eighty five thousand four hundred yen for quirk supplements. Like he was going <laughs> to yeah. drug his way into being a hero, which is pretty funny. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? So, and I, I want to preface this as well. Uh, you were reading the actual physical book, I believe. I found an online copy of it, and the online copy was translated by someone else. And so that was actually called Target Demographic for me. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though, too. That's, yeah. I, I actually like that title a little bit better, if for I'm sure. being honest. For sure. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, the one that I've got up next is called Special Menu, and it, it was from Chapter 2. And it's so funny because it's got Midoriya talking about how he wants to change his diet because he's inheriting this quirk. You know, it's going to make his body different. And he needs to be able to beef up to, to handle it. And so he talks about doing a diet change with his mom. And they're just like, yeah, let's do it together. And then three or four days later, he walks in and he's like, oh, I'm so exhausted from training. And she's at the uh, dinner table. Like, it looks like she's got her food ready or something. And she's like super buff looking. And he just goes, ah, oh, maybe the quirk should go to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I can't find that one in mine. Um, I'm trying to f- quietly flip through the pages of my manga to find... Uh, the ones that you're talking about. Well, I'll tell you. Sure it's, oh yeah, I found it. I found it. Cause it looks, she's got that crazy shadowy all might face in yeah. the very last panel. <laughs> and she's like holding up this giant crock pot or something. Yeah. Uh, but that one funny. actually followed a really funny one where all might was helping train Midoriya on the beach. And some girls are like, Hey, come party with me. And then Midoriya shows back up to like the training spot. And there's just a note that just says, I have sudden business to attend to. I thought Man, that was that's, funny. That's my second one. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you totally stepped on my toes. So yeah, in this one, it's called Twilight All Might, and yeah. uh, it's after the training scene. All these women are kind of like swarming on um, onto All Might, and, he, and Deku gets this note that just says, "Young Midoriya, I've got some business to attend to. You can handle the rest of the uh, the rest of this series by yourself, right, All Might?" So in mine, it says, "You can do your best, just like the rest." <laughs> I thought that was I a like, really funny one. I like the manga's translation a little bit better because it's meta, where he's just like, hey, you can carry the rest of this anime by yourself, right? Yes, You're good. So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was one before this. I, did, I don't have it highlighted, but I'm going to cover it because this is going to be a, a short episode. It was called Purpose and Means, and it's you know where All Might has told him he's got to clean up that beach. And instead of him like moving all the trash, he just has it for sale. Like <laughs> People can just yeah. come pick it up and take it home. Yeah, I see that one, I too. That it's one... called Machiavellian in the, uh, in the manga. Oh, that's good. I like that. What about your third one? Was that your third one? No, but I'm going to talk more than I probably should. So Okay. <laughs> My third one is from, uh, it's called Pick Your Poison, still early on. And this is, you and I talked at length about this scene when it came up in the anime where All Might uh, offers a strand of his hair yes. to Deku to eat. And uh, so in this comic, he's like, just eat this. It really doesn't have to eat, uh, you know, be my hair so long as you get my DNA. And he's like, I'm just trying to make this easy on you, but here are some other options. You could always eat uh, nail clippings or earwax or boogers. And then he, the last panel is just All Might saying, 
or a kiss and it, and it and it says beam right in front of his face and Midori is just like hair please which is pretty funny. <laughs> so my version was much more graphic than that and it was called on the risk behind or no sorry it was called which is better which I thought was a pretty funny uh title for for at least the translated version that I was reading. Why what what how is it different? It's bleep. Do, can now. you talk about it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. So instead of it just being how about a kiss, it says like how about a kiss or and it has like another bubble and it has a whole bunch of things that are just censored out so you can just fill in the blanks, I guess. Oh no, yeah, that this the <laughs> official release does not contain that. Also, I was going to ask you, I don't know cuz you've read the manga in the Smash comics, they refer to UA as like Y-U-U-E-I. Is that how they prefer to it in the manga? Or is that just a play on words? I don't know. I think that's phonetically how you would maybe spell out UA. That makes sense. That's how I read it anyway. Well, so for my third one, I chose um, one that was named Confessions. And the idea of this was that it was during the uh, sports festival, and it, or maybe it wasn't the sports festival. It must have been in the entrance exam, and the students are forced to tell their secrets. And there's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, this one kid is saying, uh, "I boasted I was the emperor of winning without in-app purchases, but I bought power-ups on the sneak," which I thought was really <laughs> funny. And then at the end, it just has Izawa standing there. That, uh, or it's Izawa and. Um, Oh, what's his name? Cementos. Cementos, thank you. Cementos uh, says, we wanted honesty, but dot, dot, dot. And then I, Izawa says, this is like a scene out of hell itself. And I thought that was really funny. There's some <laughs> other things in here that... That's uh, pretty good. One kid says he sniffed the chair of the girl next to him for the sweet, sweet scent. I'm like, oh man, that's dark. Oh my lord. Yeah, <laughs> that, man, that is written way differently in the manga than yeah. it is in your thing I know, well, it the, is not quite that uh risque in the manga the other comment is uh i access porn sites through my dad's smartphone all the time <laughs> I mean, yeah that's in here yeah that, that, that was funny here. my what number are we on four um we're just going like chronologically that's why i have to i might have to refresh my memory on what number we're on here um i have one called serious business and it's an it's an Ida centric one and it's it's funny to me because it absolutely nails Ida's whole personality in this four panel comic and so it's the it's present mike talking to the class and you know present mike is being present mike so he's like welcome to the today's live performance everybody say hey and then Ida just everybody else in the room is is quiet and Ida yells out hey mm-hmm. and then in the next panel uh you hear present mike saying are you ready and he's like yes i am positively ready <laughs> <laughs> And it it reminded me a lot of I can't stand it when like pastors or preachers uh, elicit responses from the crowd like when they think they said something really good they'll be like can I get an amen yeah and then people will reflexively I guess or they they feel like they have a sense of obligation to say amen then that drives me crazy um, but here I thought that it was totally on point on Ida for him to follow those instructions. Everybody say, Hey, and he does it. And then are you ready? And he answers that question. It made me laugh. That one's probably one of the funniest ones out of the bunch that I've picked for today. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, one of the ones I really enjoyed, this is my fourth one. It, it was called the unforeseen and it was the last one in chapter three. And they're talking about the robot that Midoriya smashes at the end of the tryouts for uh, UA. 
And so they're, the opening panel is them talking about how it's like the most advanced, you know, power targeted searching uh, apparatus, including both microscope and triaxial vibration sensors and thermostat heaters and all these other things. And like it's 5% of the military budget. And then it's Midoriya smashing it to pieces and all of the uh, uh, principal and the other teachers cheering them on. And then it just says something like, well, next year's budget meeting is going to be really interesting. Yeah, that one is pretty good. We're we're totally in the red is what it says over top of this one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> My fifth selection is a one called uh Katsuki's Results. And this is Oh yeah, um, I remember kind of, this one. It yeah, it was like a depiction of the little hologram holographic things that Midoriya uh you know got where it was like an interactive announcement of him getting into UA. And so it shows Bakugo talking with All Might through this projection and All Might's just like, you know, I know that you're, you need to slow down. I could tell you're impatient. I, I promise I'm going to get to get around to telling you blah, blah, blah. He starts to talk about heroism. And then in the next scene, uh, Bakugo's mom is just like, so did you get in? And he's like, I don't know. And he's, you could tell he, he's got the little hologram thing in his hand and it's just sizzling and smoking where he just blasted. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if I got it or not. I was over that guy. That's awesome. It was translated in a way that made no sense to me uh, because it's like he answers the call from All Might and then All Might talks about how he's going to talk about him not being patient. And then he's just walking the hall, down the hallway saying, I don't know what happened. And so I was like, well, okay. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty good. I like that. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so my next one is called "Could Have Told Me Sooner," and it's just Azuku getting ready for class. And as he's walking out the door, his mom is like, "Hey, honey, you forgot your pants." It just felt like a classic one, you know. <laughs> okay, I don't. What was that one called in yours? It was called. Oh, I see it. Could have told it. me sooner. It was this one's chapter called, five. It was, it's called priorities in this book. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Priorities is better. But it's just the idea, like, I feel like that's just a really classic comic strip, you know? Yeah, that one's good. I like, so this next one, um, this next one is a Mineta comic. Oh, I think I know the one you're going to talk about. So j- just listeners, just brace yourself, because I am I feel like I'm obligated to read this one. Oh, I don't know that I could read get- my version on air. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, to, to further, uh, you know, um, embrace your your position and, and ready yourselves for this. The title of this comic strip is Entendre. And it takes place after uh, the the entrance exam after Midoriya smashes the bot, right? Um, so Mineta is sitting at his desk when he hears this conversation take place between uh, between Midoriya and o- Ochako. So he comes in, uh, they, they both walk into the school and she says, uh, she starts talking about this punch of his that really knocked this robot down. So he's like, uh, this is what Mineta hears. He says, no, you were, Ochaka's saying, no, you were totally incredible. Like that thing was ginormous. And Midori is like, oh, it only worked out so great because of your quirk though. And then Ochaka's like, sorry, I had to smack you like that. And Midori is like, don't be silly. All's well that ends well. But, but seriously, when that humongous one came at me from behind, I thought I was a goner for sure, is what Ochako says at the end. And you just see this zoom in on Mineta's face, and he's just like, am I hearing this right? And he's like panting, and it, it's super uh, it's super suggestive, and it made, me, it made me giggle a little bit. It's very on, on the nose and uh, very uh, inapt. It's, it's not even like... A character, you know, a uh, what's a? It's not an exaggeration of Mineta at all. Oh, gosh, what I feel no. like <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, mine, I I can't read what mine says out loud on the air. Mine was translated Whoa. a lot worse than that. Uh, there is no suggestive at all. It's just straight out there. 
But I sent it to you in Skype, so you're welcome to read it. <laughs> so you're trying to mar my innocence yes. with your your dirty, smutty material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what kind of website did you did you search Chinese wieners again, and, and that's where you found your translation of My Hero Academia Smash? I must have because uh, this one <laughs> uh, that was that was pretty bad. Uh, but we'll move on to my next one. Uh, I've got one called Trendy Phrase. It's one of the first comic strips in uh, Chapter Six. And it's funny because they're out training. It's it's when they're skipping the uh, introductory meeting when they first show up at school. And I've always got them doing their like, I guess, pre home class quirk training. It's not training. It was when they were like being tested to see like their where their benchmarks were. And he's explaining that using the word plus ultra means yet onward. So I think it's Kirishima that has a cone, and he's like, "Hey, is this cone plus ultra yet?" And they're like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, plus ultra it over here. And so he means like, you know, move it over here. And then he's like, what about, what about a little ultra? Like just a little bit over there. And then I think it's Momo or it might've been Ochako that said, oh, that's just ultra. And in parentheses, it says just perfect. <laughs> yeah. In, in mine, it's Mineta who says that. And you see the funniest part about this is Aizawa's reaction. As you can see him, he's facing away from like the camera and his hair is rising and his little bands are beginning to raise up. So, you know, he's about to lay it, lay the smack down on these kids. My next one is, uh, this one's called All About Mineta. So it's, just, it's another Mineta one. I'm sorry. Um, it starts talking about Mineta, how is he, you know, he's the classes, um, Bossanova or Casanova. That's the word. Uh, actually, it's written right here. Literally his own self-styled Casanova. And he's, he looks all beat up and Kaminari is like, are you going to the nurse's office again? And so Mineta is just like, I just picture... Or not Mineta. Yeah, Mineta. I just picture how she must have looked years ago. Nobody's imagination is that good, is what Kaminari says. But then Mineta says, I accept all ages from cradle to the grave. <laughs> and it was just really funny that the the whole gimmick is that when this old lady is smooching on him, he's just imagining a younger, prettier... Uh, nurse kissing on him and that just makes me laugh it's kind of weird it's kind of sick but it's funny it's very <laughs> minetta my next one Part for the course for minetta oh absolutely uh my next one is actually stars momo and i, I kind of felt bad for her in this one uh the title was she feels so used but it may have been different in yours and basically minetta is it starts off with minetta saying he forgot an eraser so she's just like oh well here you go she you know, quirks him one oh, out. Yep. And he has this weird like obsession over it. But then all these other people start asking her for stuff like, oh, could you get me a red pen real quick? And then Sarah was like, well, hey, uh, I really want to ride this bike, but it's not cheap. So you think you can help me out? <laughs> and it shows a picture of this like sports bike and it's 129,000 yen. And she's like, what do you think I am? Just some utility woman? And then she shows up the next day with the bike anyways. So I guess she went home and made it for him, which, you know, I feel like in show Momo would never do that because she had complained about the economy at one point in time. But that's true. But then there's also like a weird comment from uh, Jiro at the end of this. And she says, you're too soft, Momo. You're going to end up marrying some loser guy who's beneath you for sure. Like mine. Mine is a play off of that same concept with Momo. And it takes place during the the kind of like like field day tests that they did with the baseball and the running back and forth yes. bit. Yep. And it shows Momo using her quirk to cheat. So during the grip strength thing, she has a vice that she created that she's using to squeeze uh, the little device. 
and then she uh, puts the baseball into a cannon that she has created uh, using her quirk. And then last for the little run, she's on like a little scooter and Minetta's complaining about how it has to be a violation of the rules when it clearly that's 100% how that scene should have gone down for Momo. You remember how long it took us to figure out what exactly her quirk even was? Yeah. Like, we didn't even really get a good glimpse of it until the USJ incident. Oh, yeah. You know, you're right. I guess we did it because the, she didn't even explain it until then. So we were at the end of the season before, or the end of the first season before we really knew what it was. Yeah, I remember in, in the AMP episode, I was like, I swear to God, it looked like Jiro drew something like a sword or a bow staff out of Momo's leg. And you were like, what? I didn't see that. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's what I saw. I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but that's what I saw. <laughs> that's um, crazy. So, it would have been cool. I really like it. I I picked this one in part because I think that it would have been really neat to see Momo using her quirk like this that early. Um, but, you know, I also liked the the slow reveal of it a little bit, too. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, my next one features Sue. Uh, it is named What If Nobody Had Been Watching Her? And it's really funny because they're they're talking about how she's just like a frog. Oh, yeah. Like everything about her is just like a frog. And then there's a scene where there's like a fly zooming around her face. And she kind of has this one panel where she's looking at it. And you can tell she's wanting to eat it. And then she, she smacks it down with her hand. And Midoriya just has this little thought bubble of like, what if no one had been watching her? Yeah, that's pretty funny. In the, in the uh, Does it show in yours that she kind of right before she goes to to grab it with her tongue she glances and sees Midoriya watching yeah yeah it, it was great. great and she just says something like look we're already getting mosquitoes yeah I like how you even did it in her little froggy I voice I tried Hannah would do a much better job she does a very good Sue voice <laughs> alright my next one is uh, let's see what, which one did I want on this page now that I'm looking at it um, this is I think it's called Elite Upbringing and uh, it's a uh, Christmas Day, which we never really saw anything like this in the in the um, show that I remember. Right, them like putting on a party for kids, but that's kind of what's going on in this in this series of panels. There's a whole bunch of them right here. Yeah, that entire chapter was Christmas related, I think. Yeah, and so uh, you can see that Momo's like creating presents for these kids, and so uh, the the thing that's really funny. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. It's Mineta, guys. So, you know, you know what's coming. Um, it's that kind of funny. So, Kirishima is like, uh, Yagirozu seems really great with kids. And Mineta's response is, wonder how she feels about making babies. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of making these toys for kids and ornaments for the trees. And I was just like, well, okay, that's a, it's a clever turn of phrase, even if it is super creepy. Doesn't he immediately follow it up with the same exact thing, except for with uh, Sue, though? Yeah, she's. Uh, where is that one? Yeah, he says something similar um, with with somebody else in one of the next. Yeah, yeah, in the very next comic, he but he gets stopped by Kirishima this time. Okay, okay. So he likes kids too. Wonder how she feels about making, and then gets whacked by Kirishima, who's already heard it once. So good for him. It does make me wonder though. Like, could Momo create uh, human life without like using her quirk, or no, not without using her quirk, but with using her quirk? Some something kind of like did you ever watch like a philosopher's stone? Did you ever watch a uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist? I did not. Okay. I'm familiar with the concept though. Yeah, I'm just curious. It would be interesting. I wonder if that's something she because I, I, assuming she could get the alchemical you know makeup, I, I just wonder if that's something she'd even try. I don't think she would, but I wonder if there's some villain out there with a similar quirk that has. But they've like explicitly said her stuff was inorganic. Oh, that's true. They? Yeah, hers is or inorganic, isn't it? 
I'm pretty sure. Weak sauce. What a weak quirk. <laughs> it was a fun theory while you, while you had I had 10 seconds of bliss. That's okay. I almost, I'm glad you caught yourself because for a second you were like, I wonder if she could create human life without using her quirk. Yeah. And I was about to say, all right, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a talk. You have a small human being in your house right now it's like, that you made without any quirks that I'm aware of anyway. It's like Goku and Chi Chi. I feel like that was a conversation that was had at one point in time. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so for my next comic, uh, I've got, it was called New Year's Cleaning, and it is in the ninth chapter. And uh, Inka is telling Izuku, like, hey, you know, the, the paper recycle is coming today or tomorrow. you got to go through all your old magazines and throw away the ones you don't want or recycle them. So he's going through them, and he's like, oh, this is a really good one. This is a good one, too. And so he's he goes, instead of throwing them all away, I'll just pick out my favorite pages and make a collage. And so she walks in and she's like, Zuku, get out of here. And he's in a room full of magazines. They're like stacked up halfway to the ceiling. And that just cracked me up because I'm a hoarder and I like keeping things. I'll turn anything into a sentimental value and justify keeping it. So I understand that. <laughs> I have um, in my job, I generate a lot of T-shirts because every time we go on a retreat or something like that, there has to be a T-shirt for reasons. And um, I... Be- because I go on half dozen of these minimum a year, you know, and that's just counting mine, not guest speaking at others. I end up with 20 of these things sometimes in a year. And so for, for the last several years, um, once, once a year, maybe once every two years, I just give 20 of them, 30 of them to my mom and she turns them into quilts that I hang up around my house, which are pretty cool. That's really neat. A cool way to have all those memories without having to keep a shirt that's way too small or way too big or worn a thousand times too many. Right, right. So my last one is actually the very last comic strip I could have possibly picked um, because it's the very last strip in chapter 10. And it's a Bakugo, um, it's a Bakugo comic mostly. It's called Restraining Order Time, which I thought was a really uh, apt title. I like that one. It was titled differently for me. It was titled uh, Creepy Pasta Fan. Yeah, that's that's good too. But the it takes place during the heroes versus villains kind of assault where you had a team guarding the bomb and then a team trying to uh, reach it and uh, the showdown between Bakugo and Midoriya where Midoriya is just like you always lead with that right fist or that right foot. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, he's it's like I know I I know what you do. I always know how you start. And then he keeps talking. Um, but uh, Deku does. So he says, and when you stand up, you put your weight on your right leg. And then when you order f- curry from Coco Ichiban, you usually get level five spiciness with crispy chicken topping. And in the bath, you start by washing your left armpit. Your shampoo is the no more tears kind. Right before bed, you watch super scary horror movies to help you sleep. And Bakugo is just like, wait a second, how do you know all that? Yeah. And Midori is just like, it's all in my notebook. And it, it made me laugh. I actually uh, have, that was a good I one. I have that one written down as well. Uh, I've got, I've got two last ones, because like I said, I've picked a couple extras. Uh, the first one is called Congratulations for Getting In, and it is uh, Inka showing up to give Azuku his his outfit, but instead of it being the one that we know he has, it's this like really crazy-looking weird outfit. And he's like, uh, Mom, I just doodled that. That's not what I wanted. And I just <laughs> love that, because it felt like it could have been so real. Like Easily, he could have just had a book full of doodles that she just chose a random, awful-looking outfit out of, and he would have been stuck with it. That is pretty great as an origin story for his costume. Absolutely. I would have been behind that. Yeah, and then the last one is called "A Little Too Pumped," and it's All Might going through his lesson plan. And so the lesson plan just has on it uh, "Morning Greeting," "Roll Call," "Talk About Me," and then it has something scratched out, and then it says "Song Time." <laughs> and there's a little comment off to the side from I believe it was Miss Midnight, just saying "Song Time." What is Song Time? And I thought that was really funny. 
wow, this, my list is totally different. Really? Yeah, in that strip. It says, introductions, check up on Izuku, a talk from teacher, sing a song is not scratched out, and then there is something that's uh, scratched out that says sign autographs, though. <laughs> That's interesting because sign autographs, I don't think is scratched out on mine, but there's something that Hannah and I tried to read it. We could not figure out what it said. Uh, there was something yeah. that said, uh, there's something that was just scratched out there. So, but I thought I really liked the idea of song time. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That's pretty great. These these are fun. I mean, they're not, uh, they're, they're My Hero Academia content, right? So, it, I mean, I, I was about to say any. Any My Hero Academia content will probably consume, but I know, I know that there are dark corners of the internet where, if if we think that some of these Manetta strips are crude, no, not (laughs) relatively not. Yeah. Uh, So we're not going to cover it all, Um, but some of this uh, officially released stuff we're going to be looking into. um, So we'll probably end up doing the second half of Smash. Maybe do another volumes if you guys like them. Um, we also are looking at uh, covering the Vigilantes volumes coming up. At least one, just to, again, seeing it gives us something to talk about um, inside of the realm of my hero that aren't uh, you know socks and ties from Hot Topic. <laughs> and um, if if we get positive feedback from any one of these directions, then we'll pursue them to greater lengths and depths. It's something that we want some feedback on because, to be honest, guys. We're kind of winging it a little bit. You know, we're just like, we want to keep doing content because we like talking uh, to one another. We like consuming this this content and uh, we want to talk about it. And uh, so we're finding ways to to keep that conversation going in the absence of uh, the anime itself. Yeah. And eventually we're going to do the, the most recent movie. I just, I haven't been able to find a copy of it yet and it has exited its way out of theaters. So, well, I say that more like theaters have exited their way out of the movie, I guess. I don't know that there's a theater open around me and then like, you know, 150 miles, but I've actually not been able to find it streaming on like any streaming sites. Like normally I would, you know, rent it from Amazon or something and I haven't found it there yet. So kind of waiting for it to hit, I guess, publication. And, and then once I can get a copy of it, we'll, we'll watch it and we'll review it. Maybe we'll get lucky and that'll be what we do for episode 50. Cause we're only like two or three episodes away from oh, that. that. We're would be cool. recording episode 47 right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. So a couple more chapters of Smash, maybe a chapter or two of Vigilantes. And, uh, you know, of course, we've got to keep casting our ultimate uh, My Hero movie or show, like the live action, because this has been a lot of fun. Okay, so to that end, last week you uh, kind of got ahead of us a little bit and shared your casting for Hawk. Yeah, who um, I think I cast him as Owen Wilson, but now you did. I, I've had a couple weeks to think about it. I would actually like to cast him as Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson's little brother. I feel like he'd be way better at it. I am glad that you mentioned the concept of little brothers. Oh, really? Yes, because we had talked about me casting Hawks and then also me casting Endeavor. Yes. And I have in mind a brother duo. Oh, really? Okay. You, do you have any guesses? Is it, the, uh, is it um, oh, Liam and uh, what's his name? Is it Thor? Yes, it is Liam and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I think Liam would be a fun Hawks. Yeah. He's got that same kind of build. I could see that. Um, and I think that Chris Hemsworth would be pretty awesome as Endeavor. I'm not going to lie. He would be a cool Endeavor. I like that. I ended up going with Ron Perlman for Endeavor. Oh, didn't you cast him as somebody else at one point? Probably. Or no, no. That was, uh, that was my buddy. One of my buddies um, wanted Ron Perlman, I think, as All Might. I don't um, know. If he could just cast anybody at any time. Yeah, I like. I don't like Ron Perlman for All Might, but I feel like he could pull off that rugged kind of asshole-ish attitude that Endeavor plays. Yeah, 
I like I like the Hemsworth brothers in those roles. Yeah. I think that would be pretty fun. That is and that would create a really interesting dynamic between the two of them, which we're already seeing kind of develop between Hawks and Endeavor. I could see them having kind of like a brotherhood role. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. That's my casting for Hawks and for Endeavor. Um, so we need to do a student next. Um, do you have any <sighs> opinions on that front? I feel like we should just go ahead and get Manetta out of the way. Okay. All right. I, I, I had already said that the, the guy that I cast as Kaminari, um, gotten Matarazzo, I think could also be Mineta, oh, yeah, but I'll see right. if I can come up that's with right. somebody that's no, better. That's okay. You already kind of cast Mineta. Um, hmm. let's see. We could do Mineta. I could try to come up with an alternate, an alternate cast and you could come up with your first one. I think that works. Okay. All right. Hey, if you're fine with that, I'm fine with that. Uh, since we're going a little bit further in between episodes, do you want to maybe cast two folks since we may have a little bit extra time to think about it? Sure. So, Mineta um, and uh, what if we did uh, Sue? Well, we could do Sue. We cast Sue. Or I was thinking maybe, um, oh, uh, May. Maybe we could do May Hatsume. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You're talking my language, yeah, man. Yeah, let's do May Hatsume and Mineta. I, uh, I found it a day late and it crushed my soul because today I saw somebody on Facebook in one of the like nerdy groups that I'm a part of where, you know, there's that Justin uh, Timberlake meme. That everybody shows on the last day of um, April that says it's uh, it's like it's a it's a play on that line from whatever NSYNC song where it's like it's going to be me. But it, it sounds like it, him saying it's going to be May. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I've not seen that. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, and I saw a ton of them the other day and I didn't think anything about it. And then this morning I woke up and was scrolling and found one that said it's going to be and it showed May Hatsume's face. And I was like. Why didn't I think of that? We should have been sharing that yesterday. That been great, is funny. But. Yeah, no, I looked it up just now. That would have been awesome. We should, we should have done that. It would have been that. great. Missed opportunities. I'm sorry I failed It's okay. You. We remember it for next year. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to remember it for next year. Set, set it on your calendar. Put a little reminder on your phone or tie a, tie a ribbon around your finger. You'll remember that next year. I'll figure something out. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to casting those characters uh, here in maybe a week or two. All right. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one, guys. See you guys. Almighty Podcast is brought to you by the Back Patio Network. You can follow us on Twitter at AlmightyPod or follow at BackPatioNet for all network news. If you enjoyed what you heard, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Network. You can help support the network, get access to early episodes, and lots of other great stuff. If you want to get to know us, come hang out in our Discord channel. We have lots of fun and would love to have you in there. My name is Adam, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheRealSimso, S-I-M-S-O.